Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Portia Mike Iver. Or rather, Evangelist Portia Mike Iver. And I'm here this evening saying welcome, 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 welcome. This is my first Block Talk radio show, and I'm hoping, and really I'm hoping it turns out right. But um, my topic today is coming from Matthew 28, where Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Um, a disciple is, a, is simply a follower someone that you have taught to do something and they do it just as you did it. Um, Being a mother, I could call my children disciples because what I have taught them, they are now doing themselves as adults and and their children teach their children and so on and so on and so on. And no, you all are not children, you are adults. But you're still someone's disciple, whether your parents or foster parents or whoever brought you up and taught you, you are their disciple, a follower of them. You do what they do. You talk like they talk, walk like they walk, and everything. You know, you are a disciple of somebody. But in the Bible, Jesus chose 12 men follow him. He picked them out one by one and they all followed him. Even the one that ended up betraying him at the end, they all followed him. They all learned from him. He taught them. They were with him day and night except for a few times when he went up to pray. Otherwise, they were all with him even when They came to arrest him. They were with him. We had one little fast one, as I call him there, called Peter. Peter cut off the guard's ear that was trying to arrest Jesus, and Jesus just took the ear and just put it right back on. We have those kind of disciples, y'all, those ones that will go a little bit too far. But that's not my topic tonight. That would be a good topic for another time, disciples who go too far. But tonight I'm talking about disciples. We are to make disciples as shepherds, um, clergy. We are to make disciples. I should have said shepherds or clergy. But um, we are to make disciples. We are to teach. First learn ourselves. We should have had someone to teach us. That after we learn, then we go and teach someone else to be a disciple of Christ. There is no other name 
under heaven, which by whereby man must be saved, but the name of Jesus. He is our king. As a matter of fact, he is king of kings. And that's the one that we should follow because he knows all. He was there at the beginning and he will be there at the end. In between the time he's coming back in midair to get us. And then he's coming back to earth and he's going to clean it all up. That's the man we want to be a follower of. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He walked on water. I mean, he made food appear, multiply out of five loaves of bread, bread and two fish. That's the man that I want to follow. That's the man that I want to be like. Even when they hung him up on that cross, he looked at us and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even though Satan himself was looking on, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was talking about the people, not Satan. But then when he gave up the ghost, because he was not killed, he gave up the ghost. He said, it is finished, and gave up the ghost. Then went down into hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave from Satan. Now, can you imagine when they had, when Jesus had given up the ghost and said, it is finished? He had did all he was going to do, all that he needed to do. And he was already victorious, hallelujah. Hey, the world didn't know it. Satan didn't know it. He thought he had won. I can imagine hell having a party down there, you know. I can imagine the demons jumping and yipping and yapping. And, Woo-hoo, yeah, we got him. Guess what? When he went down in hell, they all probably dropped their pants or whatever, you know. They all had a, as my mom used to say, a freak outfit. They had one. But when he came through there, Jesus, (laughs) I can imagine demons bouncing off the walls to get out the way, you know. And Satan himself, yes, I can imagine him saying, what are you doing here? With fear in his eyes and trembling in his knees. Because he thought he had won. But he can't win. But he never realized who Jesus was anyway. He didn't realize that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. The same one that kicked him out of heaven. That's the one I want to be a disciple of. But we have to learn to teach people, to teach them to do things that Jesus did. Go in the Bible. That's our manual. It tells us step by step from Genesis to Revelation what to do. Now, that's a course for you. It tells you A, B, C, D. I'll put it this way. It tells you from olive to tav. Hallelujah. That's Greek for alpha and omega, or in our language, A to Z. In the English language, A to Z. What to do, how to follow him, what not to do, and how to be victorious. Now, I know most of us have read the Bible. I've read it through several times. I'm not bragging, but 
I just like reading. I am a reader. I love reading. So I've read it through several times, and I've found some instructions in there. Each time I found find more and more and more and more because you cannot digest the whole Bible at one time. You've got to go back and back and back and back, thereby learning. And each time I go back, I see more and more and more. It's a wonderful thing to go back and find another nugget. Go back and find something else that you missed before. Go back and discover something even greater than you saw before. It's wonderful when you read the Bible. But that teaches me to be a disciple, which means when I teach someone to be a disciple, they will know what I know because I'm going to give them everything I've got. No pastor or clergy member, whatever you are, evangelist, apostle, preacher, teacher, whatever your calling is, if you are learning and you have disciples following you, you should never stop reading, never stop studying the Word of God, because I can guarantee you, you can start reading at six years old, and by the time you get 99, you will find more nuggets and more nuggets and more nuggets, just out of 66 books that's called the Bible. There's so much packed in there. And what happens is that as you read and as you mature in God's word, you understand more. And as you understand more, you get greater understanding or you get greater nuggets out of his word because his word is infallible. There's nothing in it that's wrong, not one thing. Now, I'm on this show today about half an hour, and um, so I won't be on here long. I'm going to see how this works out. And I'm going to be inviting preachers and other guests, you know, teachers and some apostles and things on this show. And um, because I want people to learn. I am out here trying to win people to Christ because that's the only way. There is no other way. I know people think that, <coughs> excuse me, Buddha or um what are they, the Hira Krishna or um, Islam? And I'm not putting down anybody's religion. I just know what the Bible says. It does, the word of God does say, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, Lord means master, owner, Messiah. Hallelujah. That's the only way. That's the Bible way. That's God's way. His name, hallelujah, is Elohim. They have given him many names, Jehovah, Yuhay, Vavhay. Hallelujah. He has many names, but I call him Father because he is my heavenly father. I don't have a natural father. My natural father passed on, but God has been with me here the whole time. Through every trial and every tribulation, hallelujah, he has been here with me. These are the things that you teach your disciples so that they will have faith in God, so that they will know who God, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, because they're all three one. And they need to know that they have a solid foundation when they follow the word of God. There is no other foundation that's that solid. Hallelujah, we have a God 
hallelujah, that rose, hallelujah. He sent his only begotten son, and that son was hung on the cross, and then he rose again. From the grave, hallelujah. There's no other leader that has done that. When they died, they died, and they're still dead. But my Jesus is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of the Father. We'll explain that another time, because people will ask, well, how is he doing that? He's supposed to be God himself. You know what? That's a position. That is not. Like, okay, I'm going to sit over here by my daughter. No, that's not what it's talking about. You got to know what he's talking about. But these are the things we should teach our disciples, the the people that we're teaching, that we're sending out to teach the world. That that's what that's one of the things that we need to teach them: who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, and what their duties are. And please do not call the Holy Spirit it, because it's not an it. It is the Spirit of God. It is a He, and a mighty He He is. We, I am so sorry. There's nothing but pollen coming in my door. But um, springtime, y'all. I don't like this, but it's springtime. Well, I love springtime, but I don't like the pollen. But anyway, these are the things we should teach disciples. And I'm I'm here tonight to tell people who are out. And they are in charge of sheep, God's people. Teach them how to be be disciples. He never told them, told us to tell them, come to my church and become a member. God didn't say make members. He said make disciples. Now I'm going to make some of you angry because you want everybody to join your church, name on your roll, so you can get with the other pastors and say, yeah, I got 53,000 people on my roll. Okay, but how many of those people are actually being effective in the kingdom of God? Yeah, pause. Think about it. How many of them are really winning souls to the Lord? How many of them even know the Bible? Now, are your members disciples, or are they just plain members? coming in, dressing up on Sundays or whenever you have church, and it really doesn't make a difference what day you have church, and I'm not going into that right now. I'll just simply say Jesus said he is the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is in him, which means rest. He is our rest. So whatever day you have, church or meetings or whatever you call them, if Jesus is the center of it, doesn't make a difference. That is your Sabbath. That is your day of rest. That is your day to teach your congregation and tell them about the Lord. Teach them. Go in depth and tell them what they need to tell other disciples. In other words, teach them to be disciples. If you want a legacy, teach your members to be disciples because they need to go other people, and then those people teach someone, and then the, that's what we're supposed to be doing. There was an old commercial on TV one time that said so on and so on and so on. You teach one, that one teach another one, that the next one teach another one. We do this 
because this is what Christ told us to do. He wants to make disciples out of everyone. He wants all of us to follow him. But there's a lot of people who don't even know Christ because we don't know him. We don't even know the word good enough to make disciples. But if you are one of those who don't know the word good enough to make a disciple or to have someone want to come to Christ, then you need to look to your pastor because he hasn't taught you well. You just weren't listening. Whichever way it was, a disciple is not being made. Now, going to church is good. We need fellowship. But you should not be sitting up in church for 23 years hearing a sermon about David and Bathsheba or about Solomon and his riches or about Adam and Eve or about Judas and how he betrayed Jesus. All of that is good. But you got to keep on learning because you, we sit inside of four walls. And we keep hearing the same rehashed sermon over and over and over again every Sunday. That's why a lot of people end up falling away from the church. It gets old and stale. Because the pastor has not had any new revelation. He's still preaching and teaching the same thing. And it's still going on and on and on. Come in, church. Sit down. Sing a couple of songs that have been sung for 25,000 times over the years. You don't have anything new. Now, believe me, I am not making fun of anybody. But this is what I've experienced. And then you make announcements. And the pastor gets up there and make a couple of jokes. And then they take up the offering. And then they sing two more songs. And then the speaker of the day gets up there. No, they do the announcement. And then the speaker of the day gets up there and preach the same sermon you heard for the last 29 years. It may have a little bit more added on to it. He might do a high here and he might take his hand and put it behind his ear and hack there and scream there or someone stand up on the pews or whatever, uh, that doesn't do me any good. I'm there to learn. Hallelujah. I know, you know, the Bible says ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. If you're that way, then that means your pastor is not teaching you well. If you keep on, if you Eat chitlins every day, and no, I don't eat chitlins. I'm not a pork eater. Nothing's wrong with it. I just don't like it. But if you eat chitlins every day, eventually your body's going to starve. Yeah, eating chitlins, chicken, lettuce, whatever, if you eat it every day, eventually your body's going to starve because you're not going to have the nutrition that you need. So when a trial or a tribulation comes, if that's what's happening to you spiritually, you're getting the same sermon every week or a rehash of a sermon every week, every other week or whatever, then you are suffering from spiritual malnutrition. You don't have the word like you should, so you cannot make a disciple. You yourself is weak. That's why when things come and the enemy come in, somebody enemy coming in like a flood, he will bowl you over, man, because you don't have the word like you should. You are supposed to be a disciple that's been taught. Someone should have taught you. And you, by now, you should. If you've been in the church more than six weeks, 
in your church that you decide to join more than six weeks, then by now you should be making a disciple of someone else, whether it be your family or whether it be a friend or a neighbor or a stranger that you've met. You should be making a disciple of someone else. That's our job, not to sit up in four walls and sing and clap and then go home with the same problems you came in with. That should not be. You should come out rejoicing and ready to go and find somebody. i got to tell somebody what I just learned today. But most of the time, sadly, that's not it. I'm going to ask my moderator over here, what's my time? But the thing about it is that we've got to learn, y'all, to make disciples. Stop coming in there. And looking at your member, ooh, who's going to give tithes today? How many tithes am I going to take up the deco? We got to pay this room. We got to pay off this building. You know what? I am so tired of the ecclesia doing what they're doing because you're doing it wrong. If you go back in the Bible, and I know a lot of people are going to get upset with me, but if you do, that's fine. I'm going to tell you the truth. I am not going to hold back. I will not have your blood required at my hand. God has given me a platform, and I'm going to tell it like it is. Yeah, I'm a sweet little girl. Yes, I am. But I don't play when it comes down to the word of God. We've got to, as saints of God, make disciples, because he ain't coming back until you do. Well, I'll put it this way. He has his own chosen time to come back. But what will you do when you stand up before him on the other side after your clock has went off here in time and you have stepped into eternity? What will you do when you stand before him? If you stand before him, what will you tell him when you say, well, Lord, I I, I didn't have a chance because, you know, I had to go to church every Sunday, and my pastor, you know, he wanted us there. I was a member of the great church on the high hill. I had to be there every Sunday. I was the usher board of the great church on the high hill. But who did you make a disciple of? Who did you witness to? Or did you just go and brag about the great church on the high hill? That church is not your salvation. It's a bunch of brick and mortar cannot put that church before you put the word of God. Preachers, teachers, evangelists, pastors, apostles, teacher people. Because if you don't, they're going to be here. Their blood is going to be required at your hand. You cannot allow them to go out there, go home, teach, give them a sermon with your whatever, you know, you shaking. You, you, whatever, and whatever act you have, because most pastors do have an act. They have a personality, and, and uh, yeah, I've set up in churches, and I'm, I'm looking like, huh? Okay. Some of them misquote scriptures, because, see, I'm one of those kind. I'm going to look up the scripture. I am sorry. I'm going to look up the scripture. I was taught by a great man of God, Bishop Morris L. Lane from way back, and he taught us, hallelujah. I'm one of his disciples, hallelujah. He was one of Jesus' disciples, and I followed him. Now I 
follow Jesus. I followed him before I followed Jesus, but now I follow Jesus. I had a great teacher. I don't have a problem with that. And <clears throat> Elder Linwood Stokes, he didn't play from Newport News, United Bible Way Temple. Yeah, that's what I went to as a young woman. And he taught us, Sister Chavis, when he couldn't teach us, hallelujah, when he got older, we had the sisters there, Sister Chavis and Sister McNeil. They taught us the word of God. I am a preacher. Yes, I am. I have had churches. I'm not now. I am in a whole other city. Everything is pulling together. But the thing about it, I had good teachers. So I know what making a disciple means because they made a disciple of me. And I have went and made disciples of other people. And I'm going to continue to do it until the day the Lord called me home. Now, I'm, I'm not fussing here, and I know a lot of you will say I'm fussing, but I'm not. I'm really not. I love you. I'm concerned for your souls because we're doing it wrong, y'all. We're doing it wrong. We really are. We've got to get to what Matthew 28 said because we're not doing it like he said. He didn't say make members. He said make disciples, disciples that follow him because our souls, hallelujah, depend on it. And if you don't do that, then their soul, their blood will be required at your hands. We are in time. We're trying to get to eternity and hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's what I'm waiting to hear. So this is Evangelist Portia Mike Ivor from Reaching the Masses Ministry saying, go make disciples as Jesus has commanded us. In the name of Jesus, I love you, and I'll see you again next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.